Hello, welcome back to the podcast, Real Estate Queens. Today we have a very special episode. I'm going to be talking to the buyers out there, the ones of you who are ready to buy something. So I'm going to be talking about the process, like step by step, what you need to do from step one and on because I know it can be very overwhelming. I work with a lot of first-time home buyers, and I know it's stressful. I know it's overwhelming. It's a whole world that you don't know of, that you don't know what's going on. But that's why you have representation like me, a real estate agent who has your back fully, who you fully trust to guide and educate you. So if you're not already working with me or with someone and you don't really know what to do, this is a really good episode because I'm going to be telling you what to do. (laughs) Um, Let's talk a little bit about the market. So I'm recording this podcast on the 9th on Thursday. It'll come out on the 10th when you're listening to this on a Friday. So I can tell you what's going on in the market right now. And it's a crazy market. It is so different than when I started in real estate. I started in real estate 2013. And from 2013 until 2020, it was insane. Sellers markets, sellers of any property, anything in San Francisco were flying multiple offers. Crazy, crazy, crazy. 2020 hit. You all know what happened. Things shut down, slowed down. I was begging buyers to buy, and the ones that did buy got really, really good deals. Um, 2021, 2022, things were picking back up. More buyers were going and buying. Things were wonderful. Then late 2022, early 2023, interest rates started going up, stock market started going down, layoffs started happening, again, things stalled. And then it was a total, total buyer's market. Buyers could get whatever they wanted, they could negotiate on price, it was amazing. But now we're in March, March 2023, and now we have a little bit of both. For properties that are in dynamite locations that people are obsessed with, um, you're still seeing sellers rule. Multiple offers, people are overbidding in areas that are dynamite and houses that are dynamite. In areas that are less known to people, that people don't frequent often or you go to those areas because you live there. There's not like a bunch of restaurants around there. Those areas, if the house isn't perfect, if there's something a little bit not perfect about it, it's not getting many offers, not getting much traction or visibility. And houses that are amazing but in those areas are getting fewer offers. So it's definitely like buyers, I don't know how to say this. Yes, buyers can be picky. However, a lot of people, a lot of buyers out there think they want certain areas. They'd have to be in these certain areas, but they are totally blind to so many other areas that are fantastic in the city. 
beautiful single family homes, beautiful sunshine, beautiful areas that locals know and are obsessed with, but the regular people who maybe don't have a car, who have just heard that Noe Valley is everything, Bernal Heights is everything, they just want to live in on Marina Boulevard. They don't know when I'm like, what about West Portal? What about Parkside? What about inner and outer Richmond and the sunset? What about Miraloma Park? What about Sunnyside? I mean, there's so many just off the chain dynamite areas. I know this. I mean, I've been doing real estate forever. I always guide my buyers to that. People that are working with me, they are exposed to all these different areas. And I'm getting ready to put a listing on the market today, actually, that's in Portola. It's in District 10, the Bayview, and sub-district is Portola. Oh my gosh, it is such an amazing area. It is so sunny. It's one of the sunniest areas in San Francisco. The streets are large. There's so many parks. McLaren Park is right there, Portola Recreational Center. Uh, You have St. Mary's Dog Park, so close to the freeways. It's amazing. People just don't know about it unless you're my clients or other agents who guide you to there because the prices are so affordable. There, you For the price, this is a three-bedroom, two-and-a-half-bath house, completely remodeled, transformative remodel, over 1,500 square feet, under one three. Anyway, so I guess that's the first thing that we need to know about what's going on in the market, that if you're a buyer, you can get some insane deals. I'm also selling a property that I helped the buyer buy in 2015. He's going to sell it at a loss because that was the height of the market. It was crazy, crazy, crazy overbidding. And now it's not in a perfect location and it's not a perfect, perfect property. And he's probably going to sell it at a loss. So buyers, if you're thinking about buying, you need to get yourself in gear and do it now before that market is back because it's on its way back. So the first thing you got to do to get ready about this Obviously, some self-reflection, reflecting on what you really want in a home and opening yourself up to the possibility that a home is coming your way. Your perfect home that fits your perfect needs is coming your way and reflect on what those needs are. Don't limit yourself. I just need to be in this area of North Beach. I want to be in this specific building. Do not limit yourself. That's the worst thing that you can do. Say, I need this much space. This is what I want to see at my window. I want this many bedrooms. The sun is really important to me. I need to be close to a park. I like to hike. I want to be right next door to a coffee shop. I mean, things like that, expansive things, not things that will restrict you. After you've done that, super huge. And you've done that with your partner, who you're going to buy this with, and you guys have a very clear idea of what you want, getting your finances in a row, selecting your lender, getting pre-approved, getting your financial ducks in a row. But you know, this actually isn't the first step because if you don't know who you should be working with as a lender, what bank, what broker, nothing, then you need to first select your realtor. Selecting your realtor is the foundation for your search. 
It's the foundation for your real estate life. It's the foundation for getting really good deals and being in the market and knowing what's going on in the market and having good representation and having a good team behind you. So you need to first select your realtor. After you select your realtor, then you're getting your financial ducks in a row, selecting your lender. She, your realtor will give you referrals. You need to get pre-approved. That's the very first thing that you need. Then begins the property search. See how quickly this is happening? Realtor pre-approval property search. But you've done the reflecting beforehand. So you're not just starting the property search with like, okay, let's go. I have no idea what I'm looking for. There's a lot of people that want to work with me that have not done the work themselves to figure out what they're looking for. So they look for a really long time before they meet me because they just have no idea. They're looking all over the map, all over different kinds of properties, different kinds of price points. And I'm like, you know, it's either you're just doing this for fun or you actually want to buy. A buyer buys or you're just, you know, wasting your own time, which is fine. The property search is narrowed down to location and then the actual specific property. Location, location, location is the first thing that you need to look at. Where do you actually want to live? So when you start searching for property, you're going to different open houses in different areas, not focusing on the property itself, but focusing on location. Once you've narrowed down location and neighborhoods, then it goes to looking for an actual property, the size, the style, the condition of the property what it's actually next to, what street is it actually on, all those things. Once you find a property that you like and you visit it a few times with your realtor, then it's the offer process. And every realtor does have their own strategy for this, of course, but generally it is visiting the property at least twice, at least once with your realtor, reading through the disclosure package. This stage of the process is really when your realtor shows their value to you. This is really when our work starts preparing you to write an offer. Because think about it, you are doing the financial process on your own. I've just given you some names and kind of guided you. The searching process for a home, you're doing that on your own. I'm stepping in when you found a house. That is really when I get to work. So the disclosure package. Whenever a seller is selling a property, they put together a package of all the behind the scenes information, title reports, inspection reports, transfer disclosure statements, yes, no questions about the property, anything they want to share about the property, HOA documents, a lot, all the behind the scenes stuff. And your realtor and you will go over that together in detail. Then after you want to go forward, you review the disclosures, it's time to think about pricing, your pricing strategy. Your realtor will provide all of the education, all of the market value. So that's why it's super important to get a realtor that lives in San Francisco. If you want to buy in San Francisco, I have a little anecdote. So I am having a super, super luxury listing coming on the market in April, and I'm working on pricing it right now. So I'm looking at like what's been selling around that property, that location, what's on the market now. And there's a certain property that's on the market 
priced at like four seven, that's been on the market for 87 days. So I call the real the real estate agent and I talk her, you know, I ask her about it, what's going on. And she's just not with it because what seller wants to wait 87 days for an offer? So she just doesn't know how to guide her sellers correctly. But one thing that really struck me was she was like, yeah, when it stops raining in San Francisco, I want to have a tour because the views are so amazing. And as she's saying this, I am blinded by the sun coming through my windows. It's a beautiful day in San Francisco. It has been beautiful day every single day. It's been raining crazy at night. At night, it's been crazy rain, crazy hail, crazy wind. But every day this week, I'm talking about Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, gorge. So I'm like, you don't live in San Francisco, do you? She's like, no. And I'm like, uh-huh. So it's quite a disservice if you're thinking you're going to get a real estate agent that doesn't live in San Francisco. That's just a small example of like why it's important, but it's just crazy. And obviously, it's just so funny because like she doesn't know what she's doing on pricing. She doesn't understand the area, what's so wonderful about it. It's in Clarendon Heights. So anyways, my property is going to be priced right. It's going to fly off the shelves and hers is still going to be on the market after 100 days. Anyway. You review the disclosure package, you review the comps with your real estate agent, you strategize the offer on price. Maybe you have a strategy to go in with a certain price with the expectation that you will go up in price. I don't know. Depends on the situation. Then your offer is accepted after much, much time and anticipation. Definitely. Because you submit the whole offer package, your real estate agent submits the whole offer package to the agent, and all you can do is wait. You're sitting there biting your nails. All you can do is wait for hours until the listing agent has a meeting with her by a seller and then gets back to you with any counter offers. I mean, it's, it's quite the time. Your offer gets accepted, let's just say. The escrow period starts. So escrow is two things. The first thing that it is, is a period of time. The escrow period is when your offer gets accepted to when the house becomes yours. It's that period of time. If you, It can be as low, low as one week. It can be as long as 30 days. Anything longer than that is just not really heard of and not really done unless it's a special circumstance here in San Francisco. And it is another thing. During that time period is when all the documents get signed, your lender funds your loan into the escrow company, you sign final closing documents, so does the seller, and the transfer of ownership happens during this time period. And an escrow company handles this time period. And then you're ready to close. Once everything is done, T's are crossed and I's are dotted and all, you know, that phrase, that saying, it's all done. And now it's time for you to really take a look in that home and see how you're going to live in it, how you're going to raise value and all that stuff. So congratulations, you're a homeowner now. Now, I know that's just a general bird's eye view, but there's really not that many steps. You just need a team member by your side. All right. 
that's it. I hope this was super helpful. Nice and short, sweet episode. Let me know if you have questions and I'll talk to you soon.